This is an RNZ podcast. Winston Peters and his party look to me like they're in deep, deep, deep doggy poo. He's faced trouble before, and just like Houdini, um, the showman Peters has escaped. But this time, um, something is significantly different. That was Duncan Garner on the AM show on 3 last Tuesday morning. And as he said there, Winston Peters has been in the political poo before, but Duncan Garner reckoned the possibility his party broke the rules over donations made this more serious. At that point, a complaint to the Electoral Commission had been passed to the police, who referred the matter on to the Serious Fraud Office. Winston Peters claimed that as party leader he wasn't involved in the financial side of things, but that cut no ice with the former TV3 political editor. Listen, no one can fart in that party without Peters knowing about it beforehand and almost ordering it. Sounds more like a matter for the serious fart office. Now, soon after that, the serious fraud office told NewsHub it would be investigating donations to the New Zealand First Foundation, amping up the political reporter's interest in the story. And that was heightened already by what had happened earlier this month to two media reporters who'd reported leaked information about the New Zealand First Foundation's finances. As you've probably heard in the news lately, someone took photos and videos of stuff reporter Matt Chand and RNZ's Guy and Espiner a while back when they were out and about in Tauranga with Lester Gray, a former president of the New Zealand First Party, who's now estranged from it. And a couple of weeks ago, those images ended up on the online blog BFD, which claims to be a successor to the now-defunct Whale Oil, which was, of course, the blog at the heart of the convulsion that became known as Dirty Politics back in 2014. So where did those sneaky snaps of the reporters come from, and why were they on that political blog? Well, that blew up as a story last week, when Magic Talk radio host Peter Williams asked Winston Peters this. Well, there's a photograph of Espiner with um, um, Lester Gray meeting in Tauranga, and then with uh, Matt Matt Shan coming to join them a few minutes later. Yeah, I know. Look, Mr Williams, I know that. We took the photograph. Just just to prove that that's the kind of behaviour going on. Now, the behaviour going on in those photos was nothing more than journalists meeting a possible source, nothing intrinsically dodgy about that. And there was also nothing illegal about posting pictures of reporters and sources together which happened to have been taken in a public place. But on Checkpoint, Guy Espiner told host Lisa Owen he had no idea he was being surveilled. Are there questions that Mr Peters now has to answer? Oh, look, I think there are undoubtedly questions that media will want to, to, to put to Mr Peters and others may have questions as well. Um, given my role in this and, and the position I'm in, I, I'm going to leave that for others, not because I'm ducking stuff, but I just think it's my job to keep reporting on this. And the media did indeed have questions about that for Mr Peters, though he preferred to go on the record instead on Twitter to say that a party supporter had taken the pictures in question and he insisted there was no press surveillance by his party. And he followed up the following day with a tweet claiming that only those in the capital city media bubble would care about this. This is more Wellington bulldust. The media party are outraged because someone, not us, did to them what they do to others all the time. Now, one man's Wellington bulldust, though, can be gold for others inside the Beltway, including the National Party's Paula Bennett, who delivered a soundbite tailor-made for the media. It feels like it's a threat to all of you. Do journalists now have to be concerned that if they write a story against Winston Peters and New Zealand First, that they may be followed, they may be photographed, and their source may end up on a political blog? And among the press gallery pack taking that in was News Talk ZB's political editor Barry Soper, who later wrote this. It was a hand-on-heart moment as butter wouldn't melt in her mouth Paula Bennett, 
told us about the sort of behaviour that is acceptable in the National Leadership Book. As the words spilled out, you could smell the sizzling butter. A bit more pleasant than the dog poo and farts referenced by Duncan Garner on the AM show, but only just. But those questions from Paula Bennett were certainly on the minds of the media. And on Tuesday's AM show, Winston Peters Coalition colleague Willie Jackson gave Winston Peters the benefit of the doubt that he himself had created like this. The other side of it is mm. politicians get harassed all the time. Yeah, but you are you know? publicly accountable. No, that's true. That's true. No, I'm not defending it. I mean, it's, it was a bit different, but I'm not sure. I don't. I, I mean, I heard he did take take it, then he denied that he yeah. did, didn't. What, so what's true do you believe? Well, a bit different is putting it mildly. Here at Media Watch, the last case we can recall like this was about seven years ago, and it featured a former Labour cabinet minister who formed a talkback double act with Willie Jackson. Uh, Radiolive.co.nz and go to Willie and yeah. JT website. Taking the other story down. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not allowed to talk about the other story that JT's, JT's warring with the uh, Fairfax people. Now, back then, John Tamahiri was warring with Fairfax, now known as Stuff, over its stories about his personal business dealings financed with loans from the Waipareta Trust, of which he was chief executive at the time. And John Tamahiri complained at length about investigative reporter Matt Nippet. But you continue down your track, and people understand what you are. You go to radiolive.co.nz, you go to waipareta.com, or you go to um, Watia. Okay, and uh, on all those three websites, is you'll know exactly who Mr. Nippet is because Mr. Nippet has made you absolutely aware of who I am. John Tamahiri wrote statements on those websites accompanied by covert photos of Matt Nippet and his house and the street he lived on in Auckland. Now, Willie Jackson, who was CEO of Radio Watea at that time, wrote an opinion piece for its website in support of, in his words, his mate JT. And Willie Jackson said journalists complaining about one of their own being photographed like that was a case of the pot calling the kettle black. On the 9 to noon programme last Tuesday on RNZ National, former Herald Editor-in-Chief Gavin Ellis said politicians should now condemn this conduct, mainly because it could compromise reporters' rights to operate confidentially. Um, because in a healthy democracy, that ability to maintain sources and for journalists to have open relationships with sources, I think, is, is vitally important. And I'm disappointed in, in the Prime Minister. But the Prime Minister, as we've seen, has been sidestepping questions about this in order to stay on side with her deputy and key coalition colleagues. And ironically, the last senior politician to directly address the media's crucial role in our democracy was this guy. We must speak truth to power. My party's fundamental position always has been and remains that a fourth estate is essential, although sadly the news media is in dire straits. The case for help is clear. The digital re revolution has its advantages. We only need to pick up a cell phone to, to see that. Winston Peters shortly before Christmas telling political reporters there why he backed government plans to strengthen public media. Two months later, this week, he used his cell phone to brush off reporters' questions about photo surveillance of journalists and dirty politics. I'm not being investigated. Listen up. That's you guys. See ya. In that address to media last December, Winston Peters also said this. I value the, the information being passed on to you with such treasure I decided to come down and talk to you personally. But this week, he used social media to speak unchallenged on the issues in the news rather than answer reporters' questions directly. On Twitter, he accused RNZ of fake news and then took to Facebook to criticise media coverage in a three-minute message posted for his supporters, which included this claim. 
This is a political campaign by the media party is clear. Let me give you another example. Last week, Radio New Zealand's Guy Nespina wrote a story linking donations to the government's racing policy. It's a serious concern that this item was broadcast on Radio New Zealand. It used stolen information, attempted to link party donations to racing policy and broadcast a shocking smear. It's unfair, unbalanced, inaccurate and deeply biased against my party. Now, more than once, Winston Peters has referred to the media party acting en masse against him as if reporters were one single political opponent. He singled out specific stories for criticism while refusing to properly address the issues they raise. And if any of those reports are as unfair, unbalanced and inaccurate as he said this past week, well, Winston Peters could test that by complaining to the Broadcasting Standards Authority, which is backed by the law, which he would have helped to pass back in the day. But Winston Peters would have to be a bit more specific in his criticisms than he was in that Facebook video and in his tweets. In the New Zealand Herald, political reporter Claire Trevette said that not once in his video did Winston Peters prove that any of RNZ's stories about him were actually wrong. And he described the implication that RNZ should not be running such stories because it's a state-owned broadcaster as disturbing. Claire Trevette reckoned Winston Peters ran perilously close to the provision in RNZ's legislation which prohibits any minister from seeking to direct its editorial content. But Winston Peters was backed up this week by his New Zealand First colleague MP Shane Jones on News Talk ZB last Wednesday. It's, it's driven by a sense of hysteria coming out of Radio New Zealand. Um, I heard somewhere that you're thinking of leaving Auckland. I, I, I hope you don't leave. For example, this is an election year, and I'd rather hear more from Mike Hoskins and less from Guy and Espiner. I just think the whole issue about the photo has been blown completely out of proportion. But when ZB's Mike Hosking pressed Shane Jones on those photos, Shane Jones said this. The reality is that some member of the public apparently took a video or a photo. They recognised... Uh, the former president of New Zealand First, to suggest that it's some Maxwell Smart um, conspiracy, I think speaks volumes about these uh, a certain culture within the radio New Zealand, and uh, I've had enough of witnessing them, quite frankly, from the public breast. So what happened to speaking truth to power in the service of democracy and that commitment to strengthening public media? Well, Shane Jones was probably just venting there in an outfit that's making life difficult for himself and his leader right now, but hinting that he was in a position and in a mood to mess with the food supply of a public broadcaster is a bit ominous.